Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. stock index futures are lower. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures remain under pressure today. Dow futures lower by 42 points. SP futures drop seven and NASDAQ futures decline by 17. The U.S. 10 yield at 1.9%. Main European markets are also trading lower. Energy names, telecom and financials lead to drop. In deal news, BASF said to be a valuing rival takeover bid for DuPont. In other news, valuing to hold call on March 15th on preliminary Q4 in 2016 guidance, and Celdex plunges 50% pre-market after study missed endpoint. Finally, some of your key Wall Street upgrades and downgrades. Archer Daniels cut to neutral over at Bank of America. Stratus has cut to underweight at J.P. Morgan. Michaels cut to equal weight at Morgan Stanley. At Nomura, Micron cut to reduce, and Ingersoll Rand raised to buy. Finally, Wynn Resorts raised to buy versus neutral over at UBS. Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? Thanks, Bill. To hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk Go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K Go. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Have you considered all of your investment alternatives, non-traditional Asset classes and strategies may help you achieve your goals. Find out more at Invesco.com slash alternatives. Michael McKee and I with an esteemed guest. Michael, did you notice that Yale Hockey once again does it? They host Dartmouth in the ECACs. Wow. Seven all-Ivy picks. They're just a powerhouse. Well, uh, we our congratulations to them. And, uh, no doubt all reading should, Jeff Garton's new book. Yeah, they're, well, you know, it's funny. It's going to be 71 degrees or so in the middle of this week. So Tom is already in beach mode and he's declared from silk to silicon his beach reading book of the year, the story of globalization, uh, through 10 extraordinary lives written by, uh, Jeffrey Garton. He is the Dean Emeritus of the Yale School of Management. Uh, we're, we were talking about how, uh, one person through their efforts, can make a major impact on uh, history. Uh, you've got ten extraordinary lives in there, but these are lives that have been lived. Uh, whom do you see out there as uh, someone who who could be the next the next chapter? Is, is there is is there a person or a subject matter that uh, you would tout as perhaps the next big thing? Well, um, you know, before I answer that, I just want to, I just want to reemphasize the criteria I used. Because by any account, there are lots of really extraordinary people who are doing extraordinary things. The ten that I picked had a big idea, but they also were the ones who executed the idea. So that really limits the, Mm -hmm. that limits the pool. I mean, there have been many big thinkers, but to be a thinker and a doer, on an extraordinary scale, that that puts you in a much more rarefied uh, environment. And the second kind of criteria I had is that what these guys did kicked off an entirely new age. So, for example, I write about my first character, Genghis Khan. He really kicked off an age of global empire. Or I write about um, uh, Cyrus Field, and he kicked off an age of global communication. You know, and I, I write about John Rockefeller, who kicked yeah. off an age of industrialization. Um, 
if I use those categories, it's very, very hard for me to, I think for anyone, to identify someone now. Um, you know, the, the, the usual suspects, let's say uh, a Jeff Bezos, you know, or, or maybe, um, you know, uh, a Steve Jobs, or maybe um, uh, Elon Musk. I don't know that they're kicking off new ages now. The person who kicked off the new age in my book, the one I picked, that relates to all of them was Andrew Grove. Yep. Because Andrew Grove, as the head of Intel, um, cr- didn't create the microprocessor, but he figured out how to make it to commercial, to global commercial scale. And it's the microprocessor that's at the center of every internet digitalization gadget that we talk about. It could be phones, it could be 3D printers, it could be all kinds of sensors, but without the microprocessor, none of it would be possible. So, you, you know, that's, that was my thinking. So who, who, I can't identify a person, but I could identify maybe a, uh, a, an arena that I think someone is going to come along, let's say, and um, be the person who may eradicate certain diseases. That would have an enormous global impact in terms of the you know, populations. Uh, I think someone might come along and have a technological breakthrough yeah. when it comes to climate change. <clears throat> you know, someone, anyone who can figure out how to capture the the, the coal emissions right. forever, that would be. But I don't know who those people are. Um, I've got to rip up the script here. I put out a Slate article, a fabulous article by Dana Goldstein this um uh, weekend on Andrew Hacker in his hugely controversial book, basically saying the liberal arts curricula doesn't need math. I went suitably ballistic, as I believe you would as well. Would you explain to our audience why people that aren't going to be engineers, like the people in your book, like Grove or, or um, the others, why we need math at every level of our education? Well, I just think we, first of all, I agree with you, and I, I think we have entered an era where the kind of reasoning that math induces is absolutely critical to understanding various relationships. That, let me put it another way. We're living in an era where you need deep knowledge, but you also need to be able to relate it to other things. And math is the ultimate sort of relational kind of discipline. Mm-hmm. And so... I think we need math. I thought what you were going to say is, do we need poetry? And I think we need that too. We need that as well. We need that That's as well. That's the house I grew up right. in. But I way. think we need people who, because, because we can't anticipate mm-hmm. what the world is going to be, and I really believe that because I think that change is moving so fast, we need people who have technical capabilities but also the ability to reason critically, to ask the right okay. questions. We could go for hours. Jeffrey Garten with us, Emeritus Yale University, their School of Management. The book is From Silk to Silicon, and it is the early advance as we get 70 degrees temperature uh, this week in New York. It is the beach read of the year. It is a fabulous 10 chapters. I didn't even have time to mention Sean Monet, which is a, a, a wonderful chapter. Jeff Garten with us, From Silk to Silicon. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Coming up, the With All Due Respect highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special offers during the only adventure sales event, Land Rover, above and beyond.